in the world. I'm Ali Hashim in Tehran. I'm outside Saudi Arabia's embassy. It's been closed ever since Riyadh cut ties with Tehran in 2016. That's after the kingdom's execution of a prominent Shia cleric led to attacks on its diplomatic mission here. But since Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi came to office in 2021, he's promised to improve regional relations and continue to stand against Western influence. Iran is now pushing for a foreign policy focused on the Eastern Hemisphere while developing closer ties with its neighbors. Evidence of that is an agreement signed in Beijing in early March for it to restore diplomatic relations with Saudi Arabia. The Islamic Republic remains heavily sanctioned by the West as the long process to revive the landmark 2015 nuclear agreement stays largely stalled. So what's next for Tehran? And how significant is this deal to restore the ties between the two long-time regional rivals? The Iranian Foreign Minister Hussein Amir Abdullahian talks to Al Jazeera. Dr. Amir Abdullahian, the Foreign Minister of the Islamic Republic of Iran, thank you for talking to Al Jazeera. During the past uh, few days, you were having phone discussions with uh, the Foreign Minister of Saudi Arabia, which is something rare, but it's in the context of the Saudi-Iranian understanding. What have you been discussing? In the name of Allah, the most compassionate, the most merciful, first of all, I would like to greet and say salam to each of the viewers of Al Jazeera. On 21st of March, my Saudi counterpart and I uh, had the first telephone conversation together in recent days in one stage had the telephone conversation of the Saudi uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs and in response to this telephone conversation I had telephone conversation with His Excellency Farhan in Iran and Saudi Arabia's uh, dialogue in Beijing. We had discussions on all issues and subjects, but the dominant atmosphere was related to and relevant to security issues and some misunderstandings. At the same time, some problems that existed between the two parties. Before the Beijing discussions, we had five rounds of security discussions in Baghdad. We had three rounds of uh, security talks in Muscat. And during President Reis's visit to Beijing, uh, His Excellency Xi, President of China, raised the idea of normalizing Iran and Saudi Arabia's bilateral relations. Accordingly, within the framework of the private discussions which was held between the two presidents in Beijing, His Excellency President Raisi stated his positions, ideas, and viewpoints regarding Iran's bilateral relations with, with our neighboring countries, including Saudi Arabia, and consequently, President Raisi welcomed 
President Xi's initiative to normalize Iran and Saudi Arabia's bilateral relations. At the Iranian Minister of Foreign Affairs, we had the proposal that the initial level, the political DGs of the two countries, Iran and Saudi Arabia, in Beijing, and one week after President Raisi's meeting to China, had a meeting together. And finally, we received the message of the His Excellency President Xi from China that the Saudi side stood ready to have a high-level security meeting in Beijing. Consequently, the person who was nominated by Saudi Arabia, he was the counterpart of uh, Mr. Shamkhani, the secretary to the National uh, Supreme National Security Council. So they decided to have this meeting in Beijing at this level. Your Excellency, but the, the path was, first of all, uh, built in Baghdad, as you said, and also Oman. Now, how come China came at the end and uh, it was announced in China that Iran and Saudi Arabia are going to um, restore their ties. Is, is China a, a guarantor, a strong guarantor for both countries? Mr. Xi and the Chinese administration adopted a constructive approach uh, when it came to, when it comes to West of Asia, cooperation with this region, energy security, stability and peace in this region are very important for developmental policies of President Xi. During the visit of President Xi to Saudi Arabia, the preliminary and initial discussions were held with the, the between Chinese and Saudi Arabian officials, and finally, President Xi raised an initiative to conclude all discussions which were previously held at security level in Baghdad and Muscat between Iran and Saudi Arabia. For more than five days, very scheduled and busy discussions were held in Beijing. Uh, President Raisi personally presided all the discussions and finally they agreed that the ministers of foreign affairs of Iran and Saudi Arabia within two months will meet each other and they will re reopen their embassies and the consulates. In my telephone conversation with my Saudi Arabian counterpart, we agreed that during the holy month of Ramadan, we will have a meeting between the ministers of foreign affairs of Iran and Saudi Arabia. My collaborators are agreeing, making the necessary arrangements regarding the uh, venue of this meeting. As for the place, uh, is there any uh, venue that m m could be the, the much uh, favorite one? There have been some ideas regarding the venue of this meeting with uh, His Excellency Farhan. I raised these ideas, so I believe that in the next coming days about the time and date of uh, date and venue of this uh, meeting will be some agreement. Baghdad could be one of the places where you meet? 
Previously in Baghdad we held five rounds of discussions. Two sides raised different ideas regarding the venue of this meeting, but we believe that uh, when it comes to venue and uh, date of the meeting, most importantly is to implement the contents of this uh, deal which have been uh, uh, agreed by the heads of the two governments, and you have seen that King of uh, the Saudi Arabia invited officially President Raisi to pay a visit to Saudi Arabia, and reciprocally, the Islamic Republic of Iran has, has issued the necessary and required response uh, and uh, will issue the necessary response and we will invite reciprocally and this indicates the will and determination of the high-ranking officials of the two countries to normalize their bilateral relations and at the same time to promote their bilateral relations. In my short talk in Jordan, some three months ago, so there there was a dialogue established between Mr. Farhan and I that normalizing the relations between Iran and Saudi Arabia not only uh, serves the interests of the Iranian and Saudi Arabian nations and countries, but it serves the interests of our uh, region. And we are happy to see that both sides are moving in this direction, and we are Ha uh, happy to say that its consequences will be very positive for our region as well. With respect to the, to the region, Yemen, Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, there are many regions that were impacted by the Saudi-Iranian uh, tension. How is this going to impact these, these countries? First of all, the discussions which have been held up to now between us and the Saudi-Arabian officials which are known as uh, Iran discussions in Beijing, they are mostly about bilateral relations. Of course, it is, should be recognized that some regional issues uh, will be affected by these discussions as well. We welcome any positive outcome and impact of these discussions on regional issues as well, but when it comes to Yemen, Yemen is an issue that the Yemeni sides should make their own decisions. We always welcome establishment of truce in Yemen, a full removal of the humanitarian uh, sanctions against this country, and of course we welcome establishment of Yemeni-Yemeni negotiations. But the UN envoy for Yemen was here a few days ago, and you met him with respect to the Yemeni uh, peace process? There have been some negotiations between the Yemeni sides. At the same time, the Yemeni officials have raised some ideas within the framework of the initiatives uh, raised by the uh, representatives of the United Nations Secretary General. Last month, I paid a visit uh, to Geneva. The U.S. Secretary General Antonio Guterres emphasized that they stood ready for sustainable peace and security in Yemen. 
and they say that they stand ready to make all their efforts in this regard. I told Mr. Secretary General that we welcome any initiatives which would help realization of this idea, which would be supported by the Yemeni side as well. Consequently, one week following this uh, visit, the representative of the United Nations Secretary General to Yemen had a visit to Tehran, then he paid a visit to Riyadh, and he's mostly busy with meeting Yemeni officials, and I hope that uh, by the virtue of this UN initiative, um, through the discussions and negotiations by the Yemeni officials, we would be able to uh, see a progress in negotiation and we would see the restoration of peace and stability in this country. But Your Excellency, there are some reports, and actually in the past the Saudis were accusing Iran all the time of backing the Houthis. And now the reports are saying that the Iranians are going to stop supporting the Houthis as part of this understanding with the, with the Saudi, with Saudi Arabia. Iran has always played a constructive role when it comes to restoring peace, security and stability in our region. And regarding the regional developments, we will continue playing our roles. Definitely fighting against terrorism is one of the constructive roles of Iran and at the same time Iran's support to uh, dialogue and to political resolution is on our agenda. Also this deal with Saudi Arabia, it seems that it's having also its impact on relations with other Arab states. Your dialogue with Jordan, also there are reports that Iran and uh, Egypt are discussing um, promoting ties? Previously, in my visit with King Abdullah, the King of Jordan, I conveyed the message of President Raisi and secondly, in this meeting with His Excellency, we agreed to uh, expand and promote Tehran and bilateral relations at the sidelines of the uh, Baghdad to a meeting. I had a short discussion with uh, Mr. Sisi, the president of Egypt. We all the times support and welcome expansion of bilateral relations with most Islamic countries and and regional countries, especially Jordan and Egypt. And we welcome any kind of initiatives or ideas to promote our bilateral relations. Bahrain also is on the list. You said in the presser that uh, the Sultan of Oman is mediating between Iran and Bahrain. In recent weeks, the Sultan of Oman paid a visit to Bahrain. There were some discussions about the status of the bilateral relations between Bahrain and the Islamic Republic of Iran at the level of the heads of Oman and Bahrain following this visit, following the visit of Sultan of Oman to Bahrain, the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Oman had a discussion with me and raised the initiative of Sultan of Oman to expand bilateral relations and remove any obstacles which impede Maname and Tehran bilateral relations. We agreed that at the first stage to visit 
our embassies and diplomatic uh, buildings so that we can exchange some technical uh, delegations. We send a delegation, technical delegation to Manama, and of course they were welcomed by Bahrain side and through Oman they could deliver their obligations to visit our embassy, uh, to our chancery and other diplomatic places, and at the same time, the same measures for Bahraini side are, are, are on their agenda. We always welcome natural bilateral relations between Tehran and Manama, but through the diplomatic channels, we have uh, stated any obstacle existing. Some ideas and initiatives were raised by the Bahraini side, so we are exchanging some consultations and dialogue. Of course, indirect uh, uh, negotiations through the Sultan of Oman, and we hope that regarding any obstacles which impede normalization of bilateral relations between Iran and Bahrain. So the Bahraini government would pay more attention. If these obstacles are removed, so normalization of bilateral relations between Iran and uh, Bahrain will be attainable. But Dr. Abdullahian, what's that that has changed in the region? Just a few years ago, the whole region was tense, there were uh, uh, confrontations in several places, and now everyone is going towards peace, while the world is busy with another war in Ukraine. I believe that some fast developments uh, in our region are taking place, some fast and rapid developments. Probably 10 years ago, there were some fast crises, a rapid crisis existed in our region in a way that political solutions were uh, behind the crisis. Today in our region there are some circumstances taking place. It shows that our region is having a higher understanding, a better understanding of the circumstances. International uh, developments rapid international developments and the understanding that our region is having from this development force all of us are uh, to focus on dialogue and peace in our region i believe that currently there is a new atmosphere of dialogue and cooperation exists in our region this is what we can see right now with the uh, uh, the turkish syrian dialogue and Iran and, and Russia are going to be part of this dialogue, isn't it? We hope that as soon as possible, the first round of political discussions at the level of deputy foreign ministers of Iran, Syria, Turkey, and Russia will be held. We welcome these discussions at all levels to remove misunderstandings and find solutions to the existing problems within Syria and Turkey. In my two recent visits to Turkey and uh, Syria, I had discussions with His Excellency Erdogan and His Excellency Bashar Assad with the Russian officials at 
At the level of the presidents of the two countries, some important discussions have been held. President Raisi has always supported initiatives which would facilitate uh, removing misunderstandings in our region. And uh, President Raisi personally have done a lot in order to establish these foresight discussions and to remove and resolve the problems existing between Syria and Turkey. This development is rooted in international and regional developments and the, the good understanding that the political leaders are having from the international developments. Now, while we are seeing regional uh, diplomacy going forward, we see that the JCPOA, the, the nuclear talks, are stalling. And after around a year, there is nothing really happening there. In the Iranian new administration, we have adopted the aim of concluding the agreement and bringing all sides to their obligations in JCPOA. We have done serious endeavors and efforts in these regards. My collaborators in Vienna for uh, for for weeks and months, and directly with four plus one directly and indirectly with the representative of the United States, they have exchanged some messages. The negotiations were done actively between Iran and the U.S with the aim of lifting the sanctions. Right now, we are in a point that concluding the agreement would be attainable. Of course, based on the condition that the U.S. side would be realistic. But another important development is taking place, and that is the role of the Iranian parliament on JCPOA and negotiations in in Iranian parliament, there is the idea that the government forever should not continue doing discussions in order to bring all sides to their obligations. The Iranian parliament believes that the opportunity to dialogue and negotiations cannot remain forever. And at the same time, there are some uh, uh, groups and fractions in the parliament they are proposing some ideas of some making some legislations which these legislations would impede our activities in future so the window of returning will not remain open forever but the track of constructive uh, uh, cooperation between iran and the international atomic energy agency uh, reports issued by mr girusi confirm these statements and recently, some delegations have been exchanged between Iran and the IAEA, and Mr. Grossi paid a visit to Iran. At a technical level, we will continue our cooperation with the IAEA, and of course, Iran and the IAEA's uh, cooperation and JCPOA are on our agenda. And we believe that diplomacy and negotiation is a good track to resolve the problems. There was a delegation in Tehran in the past few days from the IAEA also. At technical level between Iran and the IAEA, some technical discussions are taking place. You, you announced uh, just a few days ago that there is a deal on prisoner swap 
between Iran and the Americans and the United States of America. But America denied that on the highest levels. Why, why has this happened? Since March 2022, there has been a memo on exchange of prisoners. So in recent weeks, in order to update that paper and document, we exchange some messages and non-papers between Iran and the U.S. The issue of exchanging prisoners is a fully humanitarian issue. Tehran stands ready so that within the framework of the previously made negotiations and agreements to take some measures in line with exchanging prisoners as a totally and fully humanitarian issue. What's preventing it? It depends on the final stage and final conclusion of the indirect negotiations which have been done in recent weeks between the two sides. We believe that exchanging the prisoners is not dependent on conclusion of the JCP, but there are some technical issues. I hope that these technical issues will be finalized. This is a fully humanitarian issue and hope that it will be uh, finalized. The visit of the Qatari State Minister of Foreign Affairs was related to this uh, talks? For sure, Qatar has been always moving on the track of concluding the previously held negotiations, whether on exchange of prisoners or on the JCP. Qatar has made some constructive efforts and it will continue these efforts. Dr. Amir Abdullahian, thank you very much for talking about this. Thank you so much.